Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello all and welcome to another Flying Solo Podcast. So good of you to join us. Now look, before I get going, if I haven't told you already, please do take a look at Work Your Way, our new online course featuring over 80 bite-sized lectures and supported by exercises, worksheets and online discussion. We're enormously excited about it. Please take a look. Tell us what you think. It's everything we know about starting, growing or rejuvenating a one-person business. Head to soloism.com and use the promo code PODCAST for a yummy intro discount. Good. Now, look, I'm delighted to be speaking to Lee Martinuzzi. He, Lee helps people simplify their life by focusing on priorities and, wherever possible, outsourcing the rest. Now, Lee, that sounds very attractive. And for anyone who's followed the work of Tim Ferriss, it's a, it's a familiar story. But come on, how do we really do that? Yeah. <laughs> how are you going? Very Thanks for having me, Robert. Uh, yeah, look, it's a good question. And it's like a lot of the stuff that we see in the media these days, you know, all this promotion and hype and trends, and we all look at it and dream about it, and it's, it's, it seems so soft and fluffy, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but doing it is, is another story altogether. For me, Robert, I believe, you know, it, it really comes about knowing your why, and, and that's why I have a project called The Hidden Why, and mm. it's really starting with the why. So starting okay. with your why. And once you really get clear on that, and it's evolving, like I'm still asking questions about my why, right. but once you sort of get clear on that, you can then start to make better decisions and take more purposeful action towards, you know, living your own journey. Mm, okay. So to, to me, that's what it's all about. All right. So this is the, the book that you've just written is called Delegate to Freedom. So, you know, as you said in your intro there, it's, um, it's, we do hear a lot about this notion of kind of outsourcing everything and, uh, you know, and, and, and as you said, I think some of it sounds fluffy and we think, yeah, but really, you know, but you've, you know, you have done it. I know you've very recently or quite recently taken your family, you've moved from Australia, you've gone to live in Japan. So, you know, clearly that's not something that you can easily do. So, you, you know, you've, you're obviously pretty good at this. So you talk there about um, the, the why, the hidden why, as you said, is mm. the name of your business. So, Perhaps we could just start by you explaining a bit more about that. What do you mean by the why? Yeah, look, it's really just connecting to what's important for you, you know, connecting to your, your true essence. I find in life, and, and I don't know your story thoroughly, Robert, but mm. mine was certainly the case like many others. I went to school and then after school, you sort of like just have those questions. You go, what the hell am I going to do with my life, you know? What, what's, what's next for me? Right. And society seems to have created these templates um, that we can choose from. Like you go to university, you get a trade, you just get a job, um, you know, you go traveling. There's there's a limited amount of things that we think we should be doing, but there's so much more opportunities that each of us could be doing if we just knew, um, you know, more internally what we wanted in life, what we what we visioned our life to look like, you know, in, in 10, 15, 20 years time. And then sort of using that why, connecting with what's important to us is then taking the direction that's best going to put us on that path. And for me, I didn't do that. I got out of school and I, I went to university. I dropped out of university. I started the chef apprentice. Uh, I went back to university. And then at the end of university, I think I chose university because it seemed to be the easier option. Um, where I could <laughs> Easier still have than going to work. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I had ambition to make money. I always had this focus on money since I was a young person. I was, you know, 13 and selling trinkets at school and making some, some pretty good coin. Right. Um, but I, I just, you know, I went to university. And I just did whatever, what I thought I had to do. Like, I thought it was an expectation. And I wasn't really living aligned with, with my truth, as I call it, my soul, my why, my purpose, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, that took me on a journey. I then went traveling. I went over to Japan for a few years, and that was great. It's the best thing I think anyone could do is, is just go traveling and open your mind and perspectives on, on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still found myself, you know, I went back to Australia, and then I settled. I got the job, and I started investing in properties. I had a few properties, cars. You know, everything was great. But I was just reflecting on my life and what I was doing with it, and I was going, well, how, how real is this for me? And the question that I asked myself, is this something that I could do for the rest of my life? And and I was in corporate management at that stage, and I just couldn't answer that question. I said, no, I, this is not really giving me meaning. You know, what is life all about? If it's this, well, this is, you know, this can't be it. It's mm. got to be more. And that's when I started really reflecting internally, Robert, and and started asking the questions about my why. And that's, um, that is, is actually about the time I started, you know, using outsourcing, using virtual assistants to help me do more of that stuff, the more of the projects uh, on, on the side because I, I couldn't just jump ship. I couldn't just quit my job and, you know, focus on, on my passions full time. I had to incorporate it slowly and it actually came to me. I was in real estate and um, someone reached out to me and, and suggested virtual assistance. I then read actually Tim Ferriss's book. Right. Uh, he talks a lot about that in the four-hour week. And I hired a virtual assistant because I wanted to – focus on what was important for me, focus on what I was good at doing and get all those other things done as well. So a virtual assistant was an affordable way for me to do that. And it just started small. I started with a virtual assistant for 20 hours a week. Then yep. I just started getting them to do, you know, those tasks that just took up too much of my time that I didn't need to be doing. It might have been the tasks that I just couldn't do myself. And that allowed me more freedom to really focus on what things were important. And that's you know, when people ask the question, well, how do you really do it? Well, a virtual assistant is a great way to do it because I couldn't simply hire a, a personal assistant because it was, you know, you're looking at $30 an hour Sure. compared to um, at the time I was paying about $7 an hour for a virtual assistant. Um, and that was the best way I knew to get more done. And, okay. and then I could actually prioritize my day so I could focus on, on the bigger projects, the things that were important to me. And, right. and have I all stop? the other stuff still getting done. All right. I'm going to stop you there. And... I just want to take you take us back. So let's let's yep. just because I just want to understand and and help our listeners understand. So when you when you were talking there about your why, so that is what's your purpose? Why are you doing what you're doing? You gave that example of you know a job that you were doing, and you asked yourself, you know, could I do this forever? And the answer was clearly no, you couldn't. So mm. what? How did you find your why, and what is it? Okay, good question. I still am am searching searching okay. for that and trying to figure that out and answer that question i've created what i call the life compass robert right and that's really to help you you know question your why and, and figure out what your why is so there's four parts to that compass number one is your values so your core values what's important to you and there's many online tests that you can do and, and figure out your values certainly you know there's some common ones among us all sure. but it might be adventure it might be love it might be um you know earning money it might be learning, it might be educating, you know, find out what things are important to you. And there's a bunch of questions you can ask to, to you know, bring those about. 
the other part of it is your dreams and your passions. You know, what's your dreams? What do you, you know, a lot of us stop dreaming because we think it's impossible to reach our dreams. We get disillusioned about what we can do and what is possible. Um, but I've always been a dreamer and, and the dreams help keep me alive. It keeps my momentum going. But it's really just connecting with your dreams again. What do you want to do? What are your biggest dreams, you know? And all of our dreams are going to be different. But what's important to you? What are your dreams? And what are your passions? What things light you up? What things do you enjoy? Um, so I think it's important connecting with those as well. The next one is your skills and talents. It's important to, to you know, look at the areas that you, you're good at. Like, what yeah. are you really good at? Like, I've always, um, when I was in corporate, um, I used to, you know, have reviews and talk about strengths and weaknesses. Mm. And, and I just never understood why am I trying to focus on weaknesses that, you know, just would... I could never get better at some of my weaknesses and it right. just took so much energy and effort. Why not, you know, get someone else to do those for me and just focus on what I'm good at? And I think that's key to, to knowing your why as well. Focus on what your strengths are and what your talents are and then you can, you know, move in that direction as well. And the final one is your needs and desires. Understand what you need and understand your desires. We've we're brought up in a society where we think we have all these needs when we really don't. Like my move to Japan was a big eye-opener for that, um, even more for me, where I just came here and I thought, you know what, I don't need all this stuff. I thought I'd needed everything, you know, mm. like the cars and the houses and, and bits and pieces. But it's it's for me, I don't need it. You know, personally, it doesn't do anything for, you know, living with greater happiness in my life. So it's understanding your needs. And finally, just the, the desires as well. You know, what are your desires and what are the desires that are conducive to taking you towards your ideal state of being and what are the desires that are not. Um, and it's just having the awareness around that to, to help you take more purposeful action. Okay, look, and that's, and that's your, the, the compasses you said, and that's, that's very clearly articulated. And I get that this is something clearly that you, you, know, you understand and that you practice and you work with your, your clients on that. But to somebody listening who's going, look, this is all very well, but I, I've, got to, I've got to make some revenue here. You know, yeah. I'm going to make some money here. Or they might already indeed be in a business and hearing you talk about passion and excitement and dreams I might be thinking, well, yes, but I've got to get food on the table. I've got to do this stuff. So what do you say to those people? You know, how do you kind of plug in um, the kind of the reality of, of having to create revenue to feed your family, to do those things? Where does that come into the equation? Yeah, look, I think it's an important question to ask. And certainly, you know, that comes into, you know, having your needs met. And certainly we have needs. Like I've got a family mm. and I need to support them. I need to put food on the table and there's certain things that I need to accomplish. Um, now, the more I can do that in alignment with my why, the things that I love doing, then great. But there's still an element of yeah, reality where, you know, perhaps you have to work in a job still. Um, you know, like I said, well, I was working in, in corporate management and then I went into real estate mm. and eventually I, I removed myself from, from both of those worlds. But perhaps you do have to still work in those to get a paycheck. But there is no reason why you can't incorporate more of the things that you love, more of the passions that you love, more of the dreams that you love on the side. And that's exactly where I started. I started looking at my life and going, well, what's what's working for me? What am I doing that's wasteful? And, and I, you know, for me, like I was watching TV in the evenings, I was waking up later in the day, I was, you know, typical, just mm. disgruntled with my life and, and waking up, running to work, just hating it, coming home, watching TV, going to bed, doing nothing really, nothing worth meaning for me. Yeah, okay, and nothing, so then I, nothing that was taking you in the direction that you actually wanted to go in. 
Yeah, and this is this is the, I feel the the stagnation that a lot of us are getting caught up with. I mean, if you look at the stats, you know, eighty percent plus are are dissatisfied with their workplace. Now that doesn't mean they they don't they necessarily want to quit and and do something else entirely, but they're just dissatisfied in some way. And you know, you have to look at your life. And the thing is that we're so caught up in this life that we don't get the time to really stop and reflect and go, hey, well, what is important for me? What is, you know, what am I doing in life? Where should I be going? And asking these sort of deeper questions. And I think, you know, if you can start just asking those questions, you can start, you know, having the powerful answers that are required to, to take you or put you more in alignment with your truth. And for me, that was, you know, the question that I asked. And so I started setting the alarm clock and waking up early. You know, you've heard about the 5 a.m., mm. the 5 a.m. club or whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I started doing that and it didn't happen straight away perfectly, but I just started trying, you know, trying to do it. And, and it grew over there. I wake up at 4.30 now every morning. I love getting up early in the morning. That's not for everyone. You know, some people like to wake up late and stay up late. Whatever works for you, just do what works. But certainly that's what I did. I woke up early. I started doing some exercise because health was a, you know, a value of mine and certainly something that I wanted to improve on. Um, so I started doing that. I love writing. I'm, I just can't stop writing. So I, um, I started writing in the morning. I wanted to read more. I was never a great reader and I certainly love reading and learning. So at night rather than watching the TV, I switched off the TV and I just read books. Um, so there's certain elements that I just started incorporating to my life, things that were important with me, things that are aligned with my why. And then that just grew, that slowly, mm. slowly grew. And, and I used, you know, as, as going back to using virtual assistants, I, I used those guys as well to just help, you know, build that that machine, build that that um, that progress. So okay, I could, um, I'm going to interrupt you it. again. Perfect. So, but within all this, within your, you know, you stopped your TV, you were doing more reading, you got up early, you're doing more exercise. And so I totally, totally get that. And you're doing things that are important to you. But in the middle of the day still, I'm assuming, was some work that you didn't really enjoy. So yes, at some point, I mean, what was it? <laughs> what happened that caused the trigger? What was it? At what point did you, you know, where, where did you get to and how that you were able to say, okay, bugger that I'm walking away from that I'm going to do this do you remember yeah. I mean how did that happen was that gradual was it instant what happened yeah there was moments moments throughout it all that that it's happened and you know there's still moments where I have reflections and and deep thoughts that sort of go wow okay that's that's what it all sort of means I I, I think you know the first and I'll get get to that that mm. finality of my story but the, the first thing I wonder and I just actually talked with a mate yesterday about this and there's this hard balance in life that we, we need to achieve. And it's a balance between, you know, your ambitions, um, but also living in the moment. We get so wound up with our past or the future, and that causes a lot of anxiety. And it takes takes the beauty away from really experiencing this life. And what is life but an experience? And if we're always caught up with the future goals and ambitions or, you know, future anxieties, we miss out that, that ability to truly live in the moment, yeah? Or if we're caught up with the past of what's happened, and a lot of people are in this stage, you know, they've had something bad happen to them and they just can't let it go. And yep. they get caught up in that past and it just stops them from living in the moment. And I was ambitious for money and I was ambitious for career and, you know, I was in corporate and, and you know, in that game. And it just felt unhealthy. I saw these people just competing with each other and it just felt so unreal and unhealthy. And what, sort of, what sort of age were you then? I was uh, in my mid twenties, I guess, when okay. I started that. Yeah, okay. mid twenties to thirty, and you know, it just it didn't feel didn't feel right with me. I felt like I was trying to be someone who I wasn't, 
And I, I just thought, you know, what's it all for? What at the end of the day, we we're all born and we all die. We, you know, it all ends the same way for us. And and so, what's it all for? And what is life to you really all about? And the question I keep asking myself is, what is it about? You know, what is the ultimate purpose of this life? And I've interviewed, I've done about two hundred and fifty podcast episodes now, and interviewed some amazing people. And mm. the thing that consistently comes up is the state of happiness. You know, it's it's a state of being that we desire and and people would often hear this term happiness and go, yeah, but you can't always be happy and blah, blah, blah. And I heard that often as well. And I started to you know, question, well, maybe that is true. Maybe we can't always be happy. But as I've sort of researched and more interviewed more people and reflected on it myself, I believe there is a deeper sense of happiness that we can create. And that happiness is really just living you know, in the moment as best you can with your why, with what's important to you. And you can remove certain elements of suffering and, and a lot of the suffering that we have in our lives is self-created. It's, it's, you know, our own doing. Sure. Um, definitely. So it's really about looking at that and, and the people out there that are saying, Oh yeah, but I need to work. I need to make money. I've got this and that, you know, well, that's all fine if that's working for you, but is it really giving you a deeper state of happiness? Mm. And if it's not, maybe that's not the only way. And that's when I started going, well, maybe the way I was living life isn't the only way. Maybe there is a different way to do this where I can still, you know, be ambitious and have my dreams and all that sort of stuff, but just live more presently in the moment with that that greater sense of happiness. And I'll tell you now, Robert, I, I've been through depressed times and I still, you know, have days where I'm just not on fire as much as I'd like to be. But my happiness in life is certainly increased and that is because I'm following the journey, which is my own. Um, and I've just read this book, actually, but it's the, the book, The Alchemist. Have you read that one? Uh, I haven't, no. That's um, Paul Coelho, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. And, and it's a book that I wanted to read for a while, but mm. I just listened, actually, I listened to the audio book. And it is so, it is so what I just said. It, it's about, you know, just following the path that is your own, you know, working your own journey. Mm. There is no map in life that we, we should be following. Like we're all handed these maps of life, you know, do this, follow this path and, and look, you'll be happy and you'll have a, you know, a good job and life and blah, blah, blah. But that's not the map that you want to follow. You want to take a blank bit of paper out, get your life compass in order and then start drawing out your own map. And I think when you start doing that, that's when you'll find greater freedom, fulfillment and happiness. Sure. But so, you, look, I, I don't disagree with anything you said, but I get, it takes such courage, doesn't it? Because when you're often the time when you kind of most need to take the steps that you're discussing is the time when you're you're struggling the most you know but yeah too, it's often when these these thoughts come up don't they yeah mm, you know and when and i'm sure with you know in your in your in your support that you, that you give to people you're finding people coming to you at potentially at very difficult times and what you're saying to them is well actually what you need to do is you need to just think about this these really positive things about where are you going and what are you doing and who are you and all of those things but then to to do that um uh, alongside you know your existing work comes to, uh, it, that's the piece that i just think is so difficult for people and you said that you know i'll, I'll take you back to the other question is how did it happen for you how did you just you know what point did you get to where you go right okay i'm going to stop doing this work i'm going to start doing this was it was it a transition or was it a, a yeah it was, it was it was gradual and as i said it started off with small steps you know just mm. like switching the tv off just simple things that you can do um you look at your day job where you know there's still elements that you don't enjoy and for me it was well what can i do that outside my day job that's going to bring me more joy 
And I find that when you have passion outside something that's not great, it sort of infects <laughs> what that thing is that's not great. It makes you a bit more um, positive and energetic. And the thing that mm. suddenly wasn't that great actually starts feeling better. But there's that, also look, things that's you can such, do. That's su- I just got to stop you there again. That is such a good point. And that's so often the case, isn't it? When your sort of attitude shifts a bit, suddenly those things around you that feel like, you know, the end of the world or just unbearable can start becoming a little bit more bearable. So that's that's such and a good insight. don't feel so bad anymore, yeah. Mm. And, okay, you know, so- that's certainly the case for me. I, I wasn't um, enjoying my, my career at the time, which was in um, in management. Mm. And particularly, I loved the people, you know, and I loved all that. I had, you know, over managing 200 200 people and you know it was quite a big responsible sort of job but I just wasn't happy with the management and the direction of the company and you know things just started rubbing me the wrong way but and doing things outside of work like what I was doing waking up late staying up watching tv just mindless sort of stuff wasn't conducive to it so that's when I started that sort of morning routine and getting up and jogging in the morning and um you know doing things that made me happy and coming home and and just reading and just sort of changed my perspective on things and that sort of uh, definitely impacted on on my attitude towards work. Mm. It still ended anyway. I got fired from that job, right. um, which was okay. A you got a help, helping hand then. Yeah, and because yeah. see, I created this momentum, and this is the the question I asked myself: Is this what I really want to do? And once you started asking those questions, it was sort of like I needed to take the action, but wasn't um, courageous enough to do it. You know, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't ready to just quit because I thought, well, I've got mortgages, I've got properties, I've got family. You know, and it was that sort of hesitation, and then I got fired, and it was the, you know, at the time it was sort of hard to deal with, but it was the best thing that happened mm. um, because I needed to do it. It wasn't for me. That's not what I wanted to do. And then when I was in real estate, again, I was pumped. I was, you know, I was quite good in my first year. I did over two hundred thousand in commissions, um, and thankfully for virtual assistance to helping me get there. But I was quite good at the job, and I enjoyed many elements of it. But there was parts of it I didn't. And in my third year, I can remember it quite clearly, Robert, I was riding around on my scooter. I bought a scooter um, for $1,500 to deliver out flyers. And I delivered about 5,000 flyers to letterboxes every week um, as part of my promotion. And I was riding around that. And, you know, it's one of those tasks that certainly for me, it doesn't sound exciting at all sitting on a scooter, but I'd I'd made fun of it. And this is the thing that people can do is they can make anything you know, more enjoyable than it actually is. Mm. And for me, that was, you know, it was a good opportunity for four to five hours a week to listen to podcasts or audiobooks and really educate my mind. Um, so that was the thing I looked forward to, you know, even though the task itself wasn't great, I got to, you know, really educate myself and spend that time a, a bit more wisely. So there's things you can do to to bring enjoyment yeah, and look, value. Yeah, look, I think that's a great point again. And I, I remember listening to... Um I think it was a TED talk a few years ago where the speaker was talking about this whole kind of dilemma about passion and how, you know, he he was basically saying he's just sick of hearing people saying, find your passion, find your passion. And he said his view of things, and it's really stuck with me, and I think it's such a good point, was rather than agonizing about finding your your passion in, you know, in, in some kind of new venture, is to take your passion with you, was the phrase that he used. So to just look at what you're passionate about. Now, in your instance that you spoke about there, you were passionate to be learning new things. So you took that with you on what might be a mundane, boring task, delivering flyers, um, and you you kind of took it with you. And and I do think that that can be quite a good sort of distinction for people if they're getting a little 
um, you know, concerned about this whole talk about passion, passion, passion. You know, I remember speaking with someone uh, a few years ago now who was just really passionate about talking to people, um, but in fact wasn't doing anywhere near enough of that in their current work and the mm. way that in, in their current business and the way that they um, transitioned their energy and their feeling about the business was just to do that thing that he really loved, which was to talk to more people, just talk more, just go out and talk more, you mm. know. And so that's that notion of kind of taking it with you as opposed to necessarily thinking that you've got to find something that doesn't exist. You know, the, by, by the time we're adults, we know those things that we enjoy. It's just making sure that we bring more of those into our kind of day-to-day -day work. So I'm just going to... The book you've just written, Delegate to Freedom. So let's just let's just move to that if we can. So this yeah. delegation. So you know, you shared with us what happened with you, and uh, you know, as you say, someone else kind of took the decision away from you and fired you, which is you know good motivation for finding something new. Um, but so here you are now, where you've brought to life um, those things around you that you really enjoy. So your love of learning, your love of health and you know well-being and, and you create a greater state of happiness so armed with that and and creating you know new work for yourself how do you then determine what you're going to stop doing as in what you're going to delegate and what you're going to focus on how do we sort of prioritize because it, sorry i'm just <laughs> i want to roll now um because so often i think what a lot of us tend to do is we just think about delegating the stuff we really don't like, and I'm, obviously that's not a bad place to start. But <laughs> it's not doesn't it's not necessarily the most conducive to kind of business success. Some of the things that we might want to delegate, actually, we might benefit from doing ourselves. You know, yeah. like I'm always talking to people who are saying, "Oh, I just want to get someone to do all my marketing." Well, sometimes when you're working on your own, actually, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Maybe you should actually be understanding marketing more upskilling more rather than necessarily delegating it so how do you how do you advise people on that you know what do i delegate yeah good question i um i absolutely agree i mean there's some things that you know you'd want to delegate but it's just not wise to and certainly going back to real estate for me you know making cold calls to um you know connect with clients potential mm. clients was a task that all real estate agents hate and they all want to delegate it out to virtual assistants mm. and um, you know, we did have a, a, a setup where we could actually offer virtual assistance. I've got a, a business now, obviously outsourcing virtual assistance, and we offered offered that service where virtual assistants could make the calls for them. But my advice was always, no, do that yourself because that's the one that you really need to be doing. Mm. Um, what about all the other tasks that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing? And for me, it comes down to time. Personally, for me, it's, it's time. You know, I look at how I'm spending my time during the day, what is taking me the most time and on those things that are taking me the most time, what is not of value for me to be doing? Okay. And you can look at just your hourly rate. Well, what, how much is your hour worth? You know, is, it, is, your, is your hour worth $20 an hour, $30 an hour, $50 an hour? And if you're doing some tasks that can be outsourced easily for $7 an hour, then why would you be doing that? Yep. Now, if... So that's that's where I'd start. I'd just I'd just write down a list of everything you do during the day, um, and say, okay, well, these are all the things I'm doing. These are the things that certainly, you know, maybe I don't don't bring me joy that I don't want to be doing, and these are the things that certainly are taking me a lot of time and that 
certainly don't require my time. Someone else can do it for me and probably even do it better than, than I could do it. Um, so look at that and then prioritize that list from there. And, and I would just start with, you know, using a virtual assistant to start with a couple of those tasks and then build them up and grow them from there. So that's one way mm. I prioritize my tasks. But there's also, I think for a lot of people, there's a lot of things that they should be doing or would like to be doing, but are simply not. And they're not on your current daily, you know, task list. So you need to think about those things as well and say, well, well you know, what's what's something that I should be doing? So like maybe some more social media marketing or something yep. that you just haven't created that time for because you're already too overwhelmed with, with everything. So it's looking at those tasks too and then, then again asking those same questions. What What is taking up the most of my time? What doesn't need to be done by me necessarily and could perhaps better be done by a virtual assistant and then, you know, prioritize again in that sense. Yeah, okay. Another great couple of points you mentioned there and I think back to, you know, when I was doing um, sort of one-on-one coaching with people and I'd often say, okay, what's, you know, what's the most important challenge in your business? What's the thing that you... Um, need to be working on more than anything else and and it might be let's say marketing um, and then we would say okay well let's have a look at your diary how much of last week did you spend on this most important single activity in your business and sadly the answer would often be well nothing because they're too busy doing all those other bits and pieces so mm. you know as you say it's it's looking at what you're doing that takes a lot of time but um, but you know, kind of even above that is what should you be doing? What should what are your real priorities? And I think, unfortunately, in this day and age, it's so easy for for us to keep ourselves busy, isn't it? We can all keep busy. We can just answer Facebook messages. Well, there's we can, so much we could do. Yeah, so much we could do. But um, it's it's working out exactly what your priorities are, and then, as you say, getting rid of the rest. So, look, the book that you've written, you've you've um, you're making a very generous offer where where listeners can actually grab a copy of that. So, why don't we just um, cover that? Where do we go to get a copy of Delegate to Freedom? Yeah, they can download a copy. They just go to thehiddenwhy.com, which is my website. Yep. So that's thehiddenwhy.com. Click on the resources tab and you'll see the book image there, Delegate to Freedom. Click on the image and there's two options. You can go through to Amazon to purchase it or you can press the other link and then uh, with the code FREE, F-R-E-E, or higher case capital letters, yep. type in the code and then they'll just be able to download it there. It's pretty straightforward. Brilliant. Just follow the prompts Okay, and um, uh, have a read. That's, that's fantastic. So look, I, I, it's been great talking to you, and I think that um, you know there are certainly some themes there that um, I think you know this sort of time of the year when we're things are really starting to kind of speed up, and we might be sitting there thinking, well, I'd hoped I'd be a bit further ahead by now than I am. Um, hopefully, there's some um, some very tangible tips there. So, with you, uh, my sort of final question to you is. With your why, you know, with your purpose and your dreams and your goals, how is this a, a living, breathing thing that you're constantly checking in with, or is it? Do you do it on an annual basis, or what's your own personal sort of uh, methodology there? Yeah, it's something that I, I need to, you know, continually improve upon. Um, I find myself, and and recently also, where I just became overwhelmed, and you know, I was just pushing myself too hard, really, and, and I lost. I lost the um, alignment there. I, I sort of fell off tracks and um, certainly it was a good time to just sort of put everything down and, you know, take some time out and create some space to really connect again with what's important. And, you know, the, you talk about doing things that are important for us and there's just so much stuff that we all think we need to be doing, but it's just 
for most part unnecessary you know how how is it is how is it increasing you know the state of your being in, in your life as as you desire it to be and um that's the stuff that i question and i've just been away for two weeks with my family traveling traveling throughout japan and i've come back saying you know what what do i need to be doing what's really mm. important and what actually gives me the results and you know there's so much of the stuff that we do that we think is important but does it actually improve our results? No, we just have been told that it has, and we just start accumulating task upon task. And it's a really good time to just clear out the junk and, and stay focused, um, you know, on what's important to you. So, what was your sorry? What was your question yeah. again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you've told me that the scenario that you're into that's motivated you to to recheck in. But do you advise that? that um, oh, the people yeah. do this on a regular basis or obviously we don't really want to wait till we're starting to to get sort of out of whack and overwhelmed so what's the, what's the ideal sort of timing there do you think yeah, i think we need to do it um daily i've actually got and yeah, okay. if anyone wants to chat with me about it i can discuss it with them it's sure just created a course well it's sort of a course concept anyway called fast track to effectiveness so it's really about you know creating greater effectiveness effectiveness in your life and it sort of aligns with you know your why and all that sort of stuff as well but mm. for me i think you, you should be doing it daily is really you know looking at your day and how it went out you know what went well what didn't go well um for me the questions i like to ask is what caused the suffering in my day if any and what caused me the greatest happiness so then i can go well okay that's what i need to try and avoid and that's what i need to do more of yep um and really just simplifying the heck out of life you know just making it as simple as possible so you can look at you can look at this on a daily basis, um, and that's something that I need to improve on. To be honest, I, I tend to go through my day. I sort of seem to have everything in my head, and that's great. But I really need to to spend a bit more time reflecting on the day, and then planning a bit more for tomorrow because that's what it's all about. Yeah. So yep. you can do that daily. You can do it weekly at the end of each week. Uh, you know, a lot of people suggest do it on a Sunday. Um, again, something that I'd like to become better at myself. But looking at the week, how did the week go? What went well? What didn't go well? What was, you know, the biggest time wasters that didn't give the greatest results? Just so you can have those reflections and learning so that the next week or the next day or the next month, you know, you can be a lot more sharper and a little bit better. Um, hmm. So, yeah, you can do, I think, you know, do it daily, do it weekly, do it quarterly, do it yearly. Okay. Um, and obviously, the, you know, the, the longer the time period, the more intense um, the reflection or, or sort of, yeah. The, the time spent on it needs to be so daily it can be a little matter of five minutes you know you might be lying in bed and just going okay how'd the day go oh that was good yep you know they're grateful for this you can do all sorts of things mm. just for five minutes lying in bed and then you can sort of think about tomorrow and go okay well that's what i've got to work on that's the plan you know i certainly recommend having a a calendar in place so yep. i use google calendar it's the best for me and i've got color-coded you know chunks of time everywhere in it um, and that way I can just look at that. And like for me, in the mornings, typically, I, as I said to you um, previously, I'll wake up at 4.30 and for, from 4.30 to 6 is my time for, you know, meditation and health. So I do some yoga or walking or whatever it might be and some meditation and journaling. Mm -hmm. And then from 6 to 7.30, it's clearly there for writing or creative work. Um, so I'll either just write and at the moment I'm writing a book, another book. So I'm, I'm spending that time every morning to write that book sure um so it's really chunking it and it's so easy to just wake up to open the computer check your emails and then get drifted off into facebook and mm. the uh digital land um but yeah just by chunking that time and really using that calendar and really looking at it you know at the end of each day and at the start of every day 
you can really become more effective. I mean, that's a long-winded answer to your question, Robert, but <laughs> it's I a, hope it's of value. It's long-winded and thorough, so no, that's fine. Look, um, Lee Martinuzzi, thank you so much for joining us and uh, spending your time with Flying Solo. It's, um, it's been great to hear from you, and thank you for that offer of your book, which, um, which I'm sure people will take up. And look, before I go, uh, a reminder to listeners, please check out Work Your Way, our new online course, place to go is soloism.com where you can use the promo code podcast for a healthy little intro discount so lee thank you so much enjoy the rest of your day and uh talk to you next time thank you robert it's been a pleasure thank you and that's where we'll leave this show from flying solo and your host robert gerrish we'd love to receive feedback even a brief review for those listening via itunes If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.